0: Ladies and gentlemen, Uzi here with another episode of On The Record. We have a developer update from Behavior for End Transmission. Yes, the singularity PTB has ended, and as a result, Behavior has looked through the feedback from the community and now has determined that there are some changes needed to be made as a result of the feedback that us, the community, has provided. So, with that being said, we're going to jump right into it. First and foremost, we're going to focus on the new killer, the Singularity. I'm going to start reading exactly what they have mentioned in here, and then I'm just going to kind of get my thoughts following. So, This AI-driven android launches biopods around the map. These biopods not only allow to surveil their surroundings, but also inflict survivors with a temporal slipstream, allowing the Singularity to teleport to them. Survivors can fight back using EMPs found around the map, granting them the ability to remove temporal slipstreams, and temporarily disable biopods. We found that while the EMPs were effective in countering the singularity's power, too many of them led to frustrating matches for the killer. This is something that was echoed in your feedback. Many felt that their biopods were disabled too often. Survivors almost always had an EMP at hand just in case. We want to keep EMPs meaningful and worth seeking out for survivors, so for the least we are instead reducing the number of EMPs available throughout the following changes. Decrease the number of supply crates to 5 plus was 7. Supply cases now take 90 seconds to print an EMP passively was 80 seconds. Interacting with the supply case prints an EMP four times faster. Additionally, survivors who are currently holding an EMP will no longer see the ores of supply cases to reduce visual clutter and make it harder to efficiently chain together multiple EMPs. Another piece of feedback we received is that it was, wasn't very clear when biopods were disabled. During the PTB, the only way you could tell you were controlling a disabled biopod was the color of the targeting reticle. This isn't immediately obvious if it's your first time playing the singularity, so we've revisited these visuals to make it more clear. And so in this picture that they're showing, not only is the reticle red, but the environment's also red as well on the outskirts. So it's just harder to see in general, in my opinion, as a result of the photo. But it's also pretty obvious that things are in fact disabled. So I think that's a good change. Lastly, we've added a meter to the power icon to represent overclock duration. This will give you a better idea of how long it will last after teleporting so you can better plan your next move. At the same time, we've updated two on diagnostic tool repair, and nanomachine gel to be active during overclock rather than after teleporting in order to make it clear when their effects are active. So I just want to give my initial thoughts after speed reading the PTB notes for the Singularity. I do think that any type of killer that can have their power negated is pretty frustrating. It's one of the reasons why there's certain killers in the game that I just absolutely despise. Because I hate just not being able to utilize the power. For example, Oni people pre-job pallets left and right makes the experience not very fun, right? So killers in which their power can be denied is always frustrating to me. And so that was my biggest concern with the singularity, but it seems like they've actually addressed this issue and it looks like we're going into the right direction. I don't really have too much to comment. I think the killer is really fun. I think the killer actually looks like it has some good counterplay. It actually looks like there's a really, really high skill ceiling. Because you need to know where the survivors are on the map. In order to go to the right biopod. In order to target them. And then to shoot a biopod onto them. And then to teleport over to them. I think there's a lot of skill involved. So I really like the, the skill gap that's going to be incorporated here soon enough. With the new killer and the new... Su- well... The new strats for the survivors. Because I'm curious to see what kind of strats are going to be incorporated. To negate this whole biopod fiasco. Are people in a group of gens? Are people truly just going to separate? We'll see. But only time will tell. Moving forward to the Executioner. For those who don't know. The Executioner received a bit of a, I I would say a lot of a buff. Because every single time you hit a survivor. With your punishment of the damned attack. It would afflict torment. As a result. Tunneling was just egregious. I I just want to say that right now. Tunneling was so bad. Tunneling was so easy, especially when it was a good executioner that zoned you or just could hit their shots. Because bam, you get inflicted with torment. As a result, next thing you know, you're chilling in a cage and then you're getting hard tunneled for the rest of the match. And it already happens, not in the PTB, that if a killer can get you caged, you already know you're getting tunneled. And it literally happens eight out of ten times. They need to incorporate some sort of adjustment to make that not the case, but for the time being, they just reverted that, and I think that's for the best, because once again, it was disgusting. It was really disgusting. But yeah, beyond that, there's really nothing much to talk about. However, we do have a couple of changes for the perks, so we'll no longer be talking about the killers here. First of all, we're going to be talking about Scavenger. For those who are not aware, it was arguably one of the most broken PTP perks to ever exist. And when I mean broken, I mean extremely strong. But they've made some changes that I still think are debatable. And I'll explain here in just a second after I talk about it. We've received a lot of feedback surrounding one of Gabriel Soma's perks, Scavenger. This perk allows the user to replenish a toolbox's charges by hitting great skill checks. And rummage through an opened chest to find a guaranteed toolbox. Many have voiced concerns over how powerful this effect can be when paired with a strong toolbox. Doubling the value of an already strong item, which now behavior is acknowledging that toolboxes are strong. At least, whether it's a commodious or Engineers, they're both strong in their own right. So, hopefully, this will be an early sign that maybe they'll make some adjustments to toolboxes in the future. Only one can hope. Anyways, more specifically, it allows the survivors to replenish their toolbox while continuously working on generators unlike built to last, which requires them to leave the generator and hide in a locker. For the release, we have made a few changes to this perk to make it less of a clear choice. Number of grade skill checks required to 5 was 4. Once activated, your generator repair speed is reduced by 50% for 30 seconds. Scavenger can now be used more than once per trial. I will make the argument that this is a buff. Hear me out. So, Scavenger initially only allowed you to do it one more time for the rest of the trial. Which... It was pretty broken, admittedly. saved a lot of time on generators. But now it's five skill checks. And now it's a 30 second cooldown. Has anyone never been incapacitated and done absolutely nothing? But now, all that's happening is your generator repair speed is reduced by 50%. You know what I'm going to do once I reach that point? I'm going to just drop my toolbox for a teammate that... I'm hoping to be working on it with and granted this isn't the best strategy in terms of spreading out. But I'm gonna use prove Thyself and Scavenger, right? I'm gonna bust out a generator with a teammate. Once I replenish that toolbox, I'm dropping it, and I'm going to A go to my next generator, which is gonna take time. Or B, if someone's on a hook, I'm going to unhook and heal with we'll Make It. We'll make it in Scavenger, great synergy. Because I'm gonna run over to the hook, heal in eight seconds. I'll be at my next generator in no time. And I can do the same thing all over again. By rummaging some sort of chest to get another toolbox. If I really want to. Or instead of dropping it. If I am rocking solo. And I'm in solo queue. All I'm going to do is go for the save myself once again. Heal the survivor. Head back to my gen. Bam. Bam. And once again, it's like the counter argument is like, well, what if your team is doing so well that you don't even have to worry about unhocking survivors? If you're doing that well in the match, you don't need Scavenger to win. Scavenger is just overkill at that point, people. <laughs> I refuse to be told otherwise. Really good teams are going to take advantage of this perk. If there is a perk you could ban in competitive Dead by Daylight. and DB tournaments, I would ban this perk. Because I think this could be absolutely abused with a Swift. But, once again, that's just me. I know everyone's opinion is a little bit different. But I still think this is extremely broken. And and I still think the argument can be made that now it's a little bit more broken. I'm going to do some testing once the actual release of this killer and the survivor come out. Because I'm really curious to see what's going on with it all. So, machine learning. That is the next perk that receives some adjustments. So, this perk allows the killer to compromise a generator by kicking it. When the compromised generator is powered, the killer receives haste for some time. Try as you might, it's inevitable that a few generators will be powered eventually. With this perk, we want to add some risk to completing a recently damaged generator. Granting the killer a major speed increase, if you're not careful, this perk only activates under strict conditions, so we want to make sure it's effective when it kicks in. For the release, we have increased the haste effect for to 10%. Was 7. In practice this means a killer will catch up to a sprinting survivor. Upwards of 66% faster. So what does this essentially means. Is that. You are taking a chance. If you finish a generator that a killer just recently kicked. So I think. That if I'm a killer. In this next update. And I want to play nice. I honestly think. That is the weasel. Machine learning. No way out. And whatever other perk. Would be great synergy. You could also say eruption. You know the extra ten percent when you down someone, which is probably inevitable if you have a haste effect for to ten percent. If I remember correctly, it's only for like thirty or forty-five seconds. But either way, that's still a disgusting haste bonus. And I wonder if it stacks with power. So, for example, imagine Double Speed Blight with a 10% haste effect. For example, imagine Skull Merchant with 2-3 to three Claw Traps with the 10% haste effect. For example, imagine the Knight who just dropped up his power for a guard beyond so many meters to activate his haste effect. Or a Trapper with Coffee Grounds who just plays down a trap with the 10% haste effect. You're going to see some killers moving at a ridiculous speed. Not to mention play with your food, but once again, that's more of a niche perk. It's not as easy to obtain. But we could actually see some major applicability of machine learning. And I'm going to actually try it out once the new killer releases. Because I'm optimistic about this. I know that people could make the argument. Oh, we're going to go back to a Gen kick meta. Which, I mean, we technically are, right? Pop goes the Weezer receipt a buff. Machine learning. Eruption. These are all good perks. But Pain Res is still absolutely disgusting. So I still think that having those in the back pocket is never... Something too crazy. But let's move on to the next perk, which is Forced Hesitance. Well, Forced Hesitation, I apologize. I don't know why I said what I said. However, Forced Hesitation causes nearby survivors to become hindered when a survivor is put into the dying state, making it easier for the killer to switch targets and get additional hits on overly altruistic survivors. On the PTB, this perk had some pretty safe values to make sure it didn't get out of hand. Upon further review, we've decided to show it some love before the update releases. Increase the hindered effect to 20%. Decrease the cooldown to 30 seconds instead of 40. With this, Force Hesitation will make it very risky to be near another survivor as they are put into the dying state date. So this is an interesting perk, right? So, Force Hesitation is going to be that much stronger on a Sadako when it comes to their Slug Strat. Because that's one of my first thoughts, right? But once again, this has to be within a certain radius, And I do want to mention some other factors that are also going to be absolutely disgusting. Movement speed killers are going to greatly benefit from this, such as Blight, Nurse, Spirit, and Oni. So, you got to think about it. Infectious Freight with Oni, kind of disgusting. But, what this also incentivizes survivors to do is to separate, work on different generators... However, we're also not taking something into account, people. This is a fun-ruining perk. Let me explain. This is a fun-ruining perk because, guess what? If I want to get for a flashy save or a sawbill, it's not happening. It's not happening. Let's just say they down immediately and they're hindered by 20%. And they're running breakout. They're still not catching up to the killer. That killer's going to get distance. This is kind of disgusting. Because this is going to ruin like the fun aspects of Dead by Daylight. When it comes to flashy saves and things along those lines. So essentially what this perk is saying is. Don't have fun. Be competitive. And I don't like that. I don't like the design of this perk. Because it promotes slugging. It promotes non-fun gameplay in Dead by Daylight. And once again. All these things that I'm saying are simply my opinion and observations. That I've had since I've started playing Dead by Daylight in 2020. However. I'm obviously just thinking of certain scenarios in which this c- could be utilized and the individuals that are going to be most affected by it. And I'm also going to z- f- go as far as to say is that this is going to help with tunneling, right? Because if you're tunneling a survivor and other survivors are trying to help and you're running this perk, they're going to be hindered for tw- to 20% for being nice, for trying to take a body block for a teammate. Oh my goodness. Behavior, please. I I don't claim to know the most in the game. But what I can tell you is that this is a bad designed perk. It is poorly designed. So, I need to just comment on a big content creator's Twitter or YouTube. Because I think this perk is a fucking problem. You heard it here first. A fucking problem. Problem. Because it gets rid of the fun, it promotes tunneling, it promotes slugging, it promotes the worst parts of DVD. right? If we wanted to have super sweaty comp hardcore matches every single time, this perk wouldn't do dog shit. It, literally, it wouldn't, because no one's going to be around this person. It—it's just it, This is absolutely atrocious to me that they have a perk designed like this to promote negative DBD gameplay. And honestly, scavenger was my most hated perk. But now it's this. Now it's this. Because now the cooldown's shorter. Now the hindered effect is greater. Blight literally has an add-on to inflict hindered status. And you notice it. This is disgusting, people. Slugging is already a problem. I can tell you. And I have a rant video. I say a rant video. A rant podcast that I'm going to be releasing in the upcoming week just bitching about DVD because you know what I think DVD is in a weird state but we're not going to be talking about that today but I just think it's in a weird state and I think this perk is going to be part of the problem if killers utilize it in the correct way if killers love tunneling they should use this perk if tun- if killers love slugging they should use this perk if killers hate altruistic gameplay they should use this perk and that those are all fu- unfun things for survivors This perk is not great. Why? Why are you punishing fun gameplay? It's abysmal. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't think that this perk is going to be as much of a a problem as I think it will be. Because I don't think a lot of people are going to utilize it in that capacity. But I'm going to try it out. And I'm 100% saying I'm going to try it out. And I'm going to tell a little. I'm going to tell a little. I'm going to be the first one to say it. I want to see if I can just... I'm not... uh, Like... I'm not trying to be a dick, but I need to test it, is I'm going to put myself into a match where I tunnel a survivor off a second hook state. And then as soon as I down them, I'm going to chase another survivor and see how effective it truly is. That's all. I, I, I'm not going to do ridiculous test, but I just want to try it because I want to see how effective it is. A 20% hindered effect. That's disgusting. So anyways, everyone, pretty much it for the ptb notes they you know they thanked everyone for leaving feedback and the next chapter officially releases in 11 days it releases on june 13th so from my understanding that is actually when the anniversary event, event actually commences which i'm really excited about i like the uh, the masquerade heads that they're incorporating into the game i think that the killer ones are phenomenal i think the survivor ones are cool i hope they actually incorporate wherever you can get the old ones but i'm uncertain because i took out a essentially a year break in DVD, and so I would would like to hopefully obtain some of those, but only time will tell. But with that being said, everyone, thank you so much for stopping by. I really do appreciate all of you. I'm going to be releasing the Rant 1 in the foreseeable future, and then I'm going to be releasing another podcast here with hopefully my boy Beckett, where we are talking about adjustments we make to killer perks, since we've already done all the survivor ones. With that being said, everyone, thank you all so much for stopping by, and stay safe in the fog.